and welcome back to another episode of Backing Paper. And it's going to be another big episode of Backing Paper. So thank goodness I have with me the hostess with the mostest. <laughs> it is, of course, Rachel Brewster. <laughs> Hi, Graham. That's um, lovely. Uh, of you to introduce me in such a way. <laughs> I think you're definitely the hostess with the most. <laughs> I'm the one with the most hostess cakes. I've never even had a hostess cake. I feel like I've missed out on there. They're one of these. Are they a mandolin? From... Not a mandolin. That's a. That's <laughs> an instrument. instrument. Oh god. Oh, that's a good start, isn't it? <laughs> a madeline. What was I think? Madeline. Thank you. I was like, what on earth are they called? They're really tasty, actually. Madeline. Yeah. Well, there you Not go. a mandolin. <laughs> a brief tour around <laughs> Confusionsville uh, right from the get-go. I think we should probably, for our own sake and that of the <laughs> listeners, just dive straight into this week's correspondence because there is much and many to get through. Uh, it was a big show last week and it threatens to be another grande this week. So should we just dig straight in, Rach? That seems like a sensible option to me. Yes, we have had some excellent Cheap Shot Challenge entries in. So let's kick that off with this first one from Sherry Christensen, uh, the host of the Embrace the Grain podcast from up there in Canada. Uh, she writes in, hey, Sunbeams, here are some people picks for the People Challenge. I'm not much of a people photographer, as you may be able to tell. These are just snapshots, but they have people in them. A shot with the camera I'm using for the challenge and the Frugal Film Project, which is a project that um, Sherry and a few others are all taking part in, where I think they are um, doing a similar thing to the um, Cheap Shots Challenge, but they're actually shooting over a year. I think they're trying to shoot a roll of film a month. I'm not sure, but I know if you look for Frugal Film Project on Instagram, you'll find them there. Um, basic Kodak Gold 200 is the film, and the Pentax MV are the weapons of choice here. Good luck to everyone who enters. So let's have a look at this first picture from Sherry. Uh, and um, this is great because uh, this gives a real insight into Sherry's life because Sherry works out on a farm. And so these are pictures of some farm life going on. You're going to have to... Sorry, Graeme, you're going to have to help me try and find it because I can't see it labelled as Sherry. Oh, no, nobody um, ever... Well, I'll give you no. two. It's the ones with agricultural machinery yeah, in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just... There we go. I'm going to guess it's image one <laughs> um, and image yep. two. There we go. Yes, yep, I can see it. we have some grain machinery. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Very it, cool. This is really a snapshot of a very different um, landscape to what I'm used to. You know, I do not see this every day um, around where I live. So it's cool. I, I think what's really awesome is the fact that we get to see all these little windows into other people's worlds, you know? Um, and, uh, but just in a really kind of like quick and cheap way, it's not, it's really lovely to see what, uh, Sherry surrounds herself with, you know, what's, what's around her all, all day, every day and, and what she's, what she's busy doing and working with. It's very cool. Yeah, and what I like about these pictures in particular is it's a really good example of where um, your life may be, seem unexciting and mundane and the things you're going about are very 
you know, routine to you, but uh, that's not a life that many people are living mm. working out there on the farm. And so getting this little window into it is wonderful. It's really interesting. And um, yeah, I, and I, I love this this huge farm machinery um, that's been worked with. And the little kid just sat perched on the steps going up to one of these great big machines. Uh, yeah, really cool. Like and and Proper family affair, doesn't it? It does. And lovely, colourful pictures as well. Bright blue skies and big, chunky machinery. Yeah, it's great stuff. Love that. Thank you, Sherry. That's awesome. Um, uh, should I take the next one? Yep, that would be fantastic. Uh, next one's from Dean Lastoria, who says, Dear Sunbeams, I noticed from the others who have submitted that maybe the artist statement has gone bye-bye. <laughs> um, well, I'm back to my 1951 6x9 um, box. Is that right? Yeah, good enough. Uh, with some HP5. The bright finders are as bright as my attitude and as clear as my writing. You just have to point and hope. <laughs> um, Dean goes on to say, I was confused. Is the topic people or person? I have trouble with plural and singular, so I thought I'd go with one of each. The first one is unbelievably in focus and I managed to frame it. My wife is patient enough at our favourite restaurant. Uh, It's an amazing veggie place that has art upon rotation and my wife is trying to convince me to submit for a show there of her sitting at each table. I do have multiple photos of her sitting at each table, except the one table that doesn't fit me. Not all vegetarians are skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't think I'm ready for that. The thing I've learned from returning to this camera is the lens doesn't like extra light. It is a halation machine. (laughs) Um, The second one reminds me of my favourite vintage photo of a picnic outside of the Bauhaus from from above. I'm like Yogi Bear stealing from people's picnics. Not outside the Bauhaus, though. Instead, the much more elegantly named Gastown, named after departed Civic founder Gassy Jack, or if you want to be even more rarefied, I will claim to be in my... Oh, gosh, what's that? Okay, cottage phase, influenced by his 1929 untitled Under Eiffel Tower. Thanks again for your great podcast from Dean in Vancouver. Gosh, wow, there we go. Um, The veggie restaurant sounds awesome, Dean. Uh, I'm going to go and have a little look and see if I can find the shots. Do you have them up already, Graham? Uh, I do, yes. The, the shots, which, as you're looking at them, they should all be kind of in the order as we're going along of the emails. There so hopefully you should find Found them. Found um, the top one. Yeah, looking down. Awesome. Yeah, so this first one of Dean's wife in the restaurant, a really nice portrait. The, the light in this restaurant looks great. It's um, just because normally in restaurants, the lighting is kind of not wonderful for taking pictures it's either very moody and not throwing light anywhere or it's just very flat but this is really nice it's really illuminated her face really nicely and the restaurant looks super cool because there's wood and wagon wheels everywhere and (laughs) it looks mad rustic it does it's really cool um i remember going to a uh, a restaurant that looked a bit little bit like this um in new york a few years ago actually and it was it was very cool it kind of had like a, a glass ceiling actually so it gave you quite a lot of lovely daylight coming in from the top as well with the uh with the sort of like um set pieces and the and the greenery and everything behind which is very cool um and uh, a, a lovely smile she looks very patient <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Also, I really like Dean's wife's T-shirt. She's wearing a very cool Doctor Who Don't Blink T-shirt. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, it is. You're right. I didn't notice that, actually. That's cool. Yeah. I like the the big um, rusty wheel behind her. That's very cool. 
Yeah, and um, yeah, and the really cool graphic one of uh, mm. just looking straight down onto the um, this curved sort of like C-shaped bench uh, and the shadows and the, 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 the shadows or really the shrubs. Really dappled light, isn't it? You know, yeah, through the it's leaves. great. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Just very graphic look, and it's nice to see such a different angle. I think. We haven't had another top-down one so far, I don't think. Not for a while, no. certainly. Not for a while. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and it's sort of playing into the strengths of this old camera where um, you know, the lens is not going to give you something super sharp and super contrasty. So going with these just contrasts and patterns and shapes works really well with it mm. and gets more from the lens, I think. Um, really cool image, yeah. Thank you, Dean. Thank you very much. Okay, let's see. Who have we got next? We have got someone <laughs> called Simon Froster. Simon Froster, um, who is, of course, one of the hosts of the Classic Lenses podcast, um, who have recently been joined by Perry G as a, a new, hopefully, moderating force on that podcast. Anyway, Simon writes in, Hi, Sunbeams. Please find my two award-winning entries for the Cheap Shot Challenge. Strictly speaking, the images are not allowable as they were taken of people before the People Challenge had been picked. Not winning the competition because my shots are ineligible will be tough for me to take, but take it I will. Well, we'll, we'll allow it. I know it was only taken a week or so before, so we'll allow it. The shots were taken within minutes of each other at the mega analogue meetup at this year's photography show at the NEC and Ooh. feature some of the greatest people in analogue photography. Ooh, I was especially pleased to capture Graham's head facing the way we all prefer it. Uh, away, <laughs> I haven't seen these listeners. yet, so who knows? Yeah. My £6.57 Hashtag APS Revival Kodak Advantix F600, including presentation box, did a great job in the challenging lighting conditions. And I really must thank Paul Mackay of Analog Wonderland for supplying me with the wonderful Konica 400JX APS film without charge. I should also thank Max Spielmann for taking my £5 off me for developing this stunning emulsion. <laughs> Finally, would you please pass on to Mike Gutterman, Louisville, Kentucky, my resignation from the UK chapter <laughs> of the hashtag APS revival. Yours in lenses, Simon. Now, there's probably a reason why uh, <laughs> Simon is re resigning from his position within the APS revival. What do you make of these pictures, Rach? Um, they're very... They're, well, they're... Grainy as a packet of rice, aren't they? Yeah, and they've got a slight colour cast. <laughs> Only slight very slight. Cast. It's a bit like looking at them through the bottom of a bottle of Mountain Dew. Yes, that's a very good call. A very good call. But um, you know, there are a couple of pictures from the meetup we had back in the photography show. Uh, many familiar for familiar for maces. <laughs> that's what we say. <laughs> many familiar for maces um, of reprobates that we know. Um, it, it is definitely a case if you look. At, yes. Yeah, we know it. It is definitely a case if you look at it and go, "Oh, that film! If that film had not had not done that, those pictures would have been quite a lot nicer." Yeah. Um, There's some lovely expressions actually can't, that you can see. Um, really, really sweet. Like, 
yeah um and and it really does give the the feel of it kind of feels a little bit like you're in a a 90s rave actually <laughs> in these photos if you just look at them like that with the smoke machines going and <laughs> maybe that's yeah. what was happening maybe, maybe that's what's yeah I could see andy church they're raving yeah. away you yeah. know it's um <laughs> yes wonderful stuff what is your opinion on APS film Rachel let's get the quick take on APS film as an ongoing photographic medium should anyone be spending their time and money on APS film um well maybe their time I'm not sure about their money um yeah I mean you know horses are courses right if you like it for whatever reason I'm definitely all up for that um you know I'd I don't mind what you do if you enjoy it. I think that's always a good philosophy in life. Um, and uh, you're not hurting anybody else, then you might as well. Um, I have one APS camera and a whole bag of APS film that I was actually going to go and take along to the um, Mersey meetup. Uh, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to go along to that one. So it's still sitting here with me. And I actually met uh, Robert from London Camera Project at the weekend and um, and totally didn't know that I was going to see him otherwise I would have taken it along and, and passed it on there as well because he's a, he's a big fan as well he was shooting with his APS camera at the weekend too so um, yeah it seems that you know quite a few people are really enjoying using it um, Simon's seems to not be one of those <laughs> but that's okay yeah. gives all the more opportunity for everybody else who would like to try yeah. it out yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think I would say that, um, you know, APS was a bad idea when it came out. It was never <laughs> a good format. The cameras generally are not worth having and the film is mostly a real gamble. So, you know, it, it, don't waste your time and money unless you already have them. <laughs> well, there that's we go. My that's fair and that's the two sides of the argument, isn't it? There we go. Exactly, exactly. Do you want to take this next one from another? Oh my god, this, this is really into the podcast, the podcast hosts' um, cheap shots challenge round because this next one is from <laughs> Neil Piper and he's not even the last podcast host oh, really? who submitted this one. Amazing. No, gone. So, going to take this one okay. from Neil Rage. So, Neil Piper's obviously the um, uh, host of the Soot and Whitewash. Uh, and he uh, he's written him say hi guys, uh, please find attached my entries for this round of the cheap shots challenge. So a story to accompany them rather than some bullcrap <laughs> artist statement. Thanks Neil. Um, the last time I entered the cheap shots challenge, it was the macro round, and I was using a pinhole camera made out of a converted Zenit TTL with a cheap macro phone camera lens. By far the best use for that camera. Um, I haven't entered since due to time and life and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but this time, the Zenit had been broken for parts and I was ready to enter again. I had a Nikon AF3 that I'd sourced for the grand total of two whole English pounds. Oh, my goodness. That's about 10,000 US dollars right now for you American listeners, he says. Um, and I had it loaded with a roll of Lucky SHD100, about the cheapest film I can find. Expired, of course. I went out with the camera. Not happy that the round was people, but hey-ho, and made some images over the course of a few weeks. I developed the role, and there were images of people, no less, and that was great. Now, in the same scanning session, I was also doing a role of expired HP5 that I shot on a family trip to London on my Olympus Trip 35. Lovely little camera, that. I, I love mine. It's great. Um, this role came in a job lot of film that I picked up a while ago. 
I knew it was old because of the old style graphics on the film. Uh, sorry, on the film can. But the exact date, I have no idea as it wasn't boxed. I saw two people on the underground that both struck me as interesting. So the camera went up and I made two pictures. A portrait, if you like, um, of each of them. The first was a chap who, unusually to me at least, was using his commuting time to paint. Um, not using his phone or anything like that. A full-blown, handheld, easel with acrylic paints. <laughs> it was an absolutely incredible thing to see. He was bloody good as well, by the way. The second person was an older lady sitting next to him, taking absolutely no notice, just engrossed in her newspaper. Imagine my surprise then when I developed the film to find out that at least some of the film had already been shot, presumably by whoever I bought the job lot from. And instead of getting my portrait of the newspaper reading lady, what I got was a double exposure of a group of people craning to watch an old steam locomotive rolling towards the camera, with the lady I was trying to photograph beaming down from the sky above. <laughs> As you may or may not already know, I'm co coincidentally working on a pinhole project based around an old 19th century railway line. So this serendipitous event had me gobsmacked. So the images from the AF3 were put aside and these are my two submissions. The Olympus Trip 35 was £1 from a car boot sale. Oh my God, wow. Um, a roll of HP5, well, 300 odd films in a job lot for 50 quid. That makes it about £1.65-ish. Cheers, guys, and apologies for the ramble. That's from Neil Piper. Whew. Wow. Well done, right? You made it. I you made did. it. did. And, and thank you very much for emailing in with the story because, you know, I that's one of the parts of the Cheap Shots Challenge that I do really love. I love hearing about how creative people have been, how they've come to make the crazy decisions that they make, um, all the challenges that they go through to make these uh, images happen. So, uh, yeah, I always find that fascinating to know a bit more behind the scenes, if you like, of the story. So Yeah, I'm absolutely. Mm. Yeah, so um, the first picture, uh, well, the first one I'm looking at here anyway, is of the guy sat on the tube uh, oh, painting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a strong choice of activity on the tube line. Um, I'm, I'm going to hope that he does it when it's not crowded yes yeah. that's a that's a real jerk move if you're doing the crowd but you know there is a guy there with a fairly large canvas painting away it's an a3 um, definitely yeah so uh good and a nice portrait and completely oblivious to the picture that was sort of taken they were obviously very surreptitiously taking the picture because again it's shot from crotch height so um uh what a lovely pictural way of describing it graham <laughs> <laughs> you do have such a way with words yeah, thanks. Um, so that's very cool. That's I really nice. like that, that, actually. And yeah. I love the grain with it and the fact that you can absolutely see that the tube is moving. Um, yes. Because if you didn't have that movement behind, it would be um, you wouldn't necessarily know that we were sitting on the tube. Um, so that just really adds something to it, like how still he is in his painting, uh, in contrast with obviously the moving um, movement behind. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. sorry. Yes, the next one is the um, uh, the granny in the sky. <laughs> yeah, the granny in the sky. The double exposure. Well, I don't know if she's granny actually, but um, there's the somebody um, somebody in the sky with her face beaming down, as he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good lad picture. I mean, who knows where that picture was taken? Yeah. But somewhere with a, a seafront and a steam train chugging along it, um, and people watching it, and. Um, Yes, and in the corner, this uh, lady Lady's glowering face. over her newspaper at what's going on. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and it's, and abandoned uh, bikes just sort of obviously everybody's run up to see the steam train and just sort of like left their bikes halfway down the pavement to the side. Um, yeah, which is uh, kind of fun. I think it looks like they're waving and things as well, so it's kind of got quite a lot of nice movement in it as well, which is good. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Who knows what the story was with that? Awesome. Yeah. As you said, it's the you know it's just nice knowing what the stories are from Neil's point of view. But who knows before they even got to Neil? Mm. Okay. Next up is the other podcast who's written in Hang on. and this week and Richard Hall. Uh, oh yes, sorry, Rachel. <laughs> right, I skipped one. Gosh darn, there's so many of them. Richard Hall, sorry, not Richard. a podcaster. Uh, <laughs> okay, Richard Hall writes in. Yeah, yet. <laughs> well, I was saying, I, have, I haven't checked my podcast feeds in the last uh, twenty minutes, so you might be by now. Um, Richard writes in. Dear Sunbeams, with a certain amount of trepidation, here are my entries for the Cheap Shots Challenge. The camera is a Canon Sure Shot AF7 Compact. It's very much a point and shoot, but it seems to do okay, provided you don't ask too much of it. I've been meaning to enter the TSC for some while the and brought the, ca- the CSC, the Cheap Shots Challenge, Rach. You definitely said TSC. I was like, uh, what is TSC? <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, with with oh God, you throw me completely now. <laughs> and bought the Canon with it in mind, but never quite got to it before. Let's see if the AF7 can justify the fiver it cost me. I set some time aside to go into town for a photo walk with an emphasis on people. Inevitably, the time I'd given myself coincided with a particularly bad spell of Mm. weather. Wet and murky about covers it. Undaunted, I pressed on, looking for people who were also braving the elements. The cannon was loaded with Kentmere 400. It wasn't the best picture-taking experience I've ever had, but I'm glad I tried. In the end, the pictures I've chosen are fairly similar in feel, but the inclemency of the weather had a lot to do with that. I developed the Kentmere in Elphasol 3 and copied the negatives using my mobile phone, balanced on a pile of CDs <laughs> above the light box. Since the fine art round, it seems to have become the thing for entries to be accompanied by a generous helping of bovine feces, and I don't want to let the side down. So, in this pair of images, entitled Seeking Shelter, the photographer invites the onlooker to see the mundane scene of pedestrians in the rain as a metaphor for the isolation and alienation many people feel in the 21st century Britain. A woman strides purposefully but alone. A man huddled under his umbrella, making a call on his mobile as the world passes him by. And looming in the background, the edifice of the church. Does it stand as a symbol of a hopeful eternity, or as witness to a past of sentimentality and superstition? Whatever the photographer's intention, the answer to this question cannot be assumed or dictated. That about wraps it up. Thanks for the challenge. Goodness me. Good stuff. Well Good done, stuff. Richard. I like that. Yeah. Good, good bovine feces yeah. going on there. I okay. like that a lot. I'm going to have to have a little look for these. Yeah, so two soggy shots. Soggy I'm shots. guessing these are soggy shots taken in Shrewsbury. Two soggy Shrewsbury shots. Uh, I always like pictures taken in the rain. Um, there's just... There's so much you can 
gain from beach taking the wind wind wane the reflections uh, off the soaped streets um the sort of the, the way the light is just so dull and flat and quite often quite dark and the way it changes everybody's movement on the street uh, always adds up to some interesting stuff um these, and yeah, we've got yeah. The, uh, these are labelled as cheap shots one and two, aren't they? Yeah, they are right. They're yes, great. I lo- I love the contrast with these. They're very. They they literally look like they could have been in um like a seventies newspaper or something. It's got very much that feel with that level of contrast. You know, the real darks, yeah. the real dark blacks, the real light um highlights, white highlights. So and yeah, um, I'm a big fan of um the the shadow, the silhouette, you know, in the on the rainy pavement and uh, and seeing the splashes of water, you know, the puddles being sprayed by the cars as they go past and, and what have you. Um yeah, lovely. Uh, they're really atmospheric. You know you know that scene very well if you live in Britain especially. <laughs> um yep. Uh, and just that yeah. like general feeling of like yeah. I just got soaked in a downpour, and uh, and now the sun's come out, you know, kind of thing afterwards, um, and you're still wringing out your your hoodie or whatever <laughs> afterwards from the rain. Um, yeah. yeah, lovely. It's nice. I, I like the fact that also Rich, because Rich is a pastor as well as a photographer, and um, ah. he and the, so the fact that you know the church is appearing in these pictures, it's just nice that he's as all photographs do. He sort of put a bit of himself, whether mm. it was intentional at the time or just happened to be where he was um, in those pictures. So that's very cool. Um, okay, do you want to take this next one, which is from the aforementioned Matt Murray, uh, the host of Matt Loves Cameras? Matt says, "Good day, sunbeams." Greetings from a chilly Brisbane, where film cameras and the winter sun are warming my cockles. Uh, here is one of life's great mysteries for you. 18 degrees Celsius is so warm in Wolverhampton that people wear inappropriate clothing, but chilly enough in Brisbane for people to wear coats, scarves, woolen hats and blankets to work. <laughs> I'm not even joking about the blankets. Oh, my God. Um, he says, I have attached my two entries for the people round. I shot these photos on my Olympus LT1 on beautiful Kodak Gold 200 at one of the holiest places in Bali. The Titra Empul, which is the holy water temple uh, for over a thousand years, Balinese Hindus have been coming to this area to bathe in the sacred spring water, which is said to have curative powers. Pilgrims enter the sacred pools and move from water spout to water spout, dipping their heads under each one in a purification ritual. My LT1 is still going strong, despite having had a fall on a trip to Sydney in March. Eek. As I was shooting my SX70 at Circular Key, uh, insert shoehorned plug, you can see photos I took with the SX70 in episode 12 of Matt Loves Cameras. I placed the LT1 strap around my wrist, only for it to give way and smash onto the ground. Oh my goodness. Um, a bit of electrical tape keeps the battery door on now but I fear its best days are perhaps behind it, as it has exhibited a few strange behaviours since the mishap. On one occasion, it rewound a roll with only six frames in, and on another roll, three frames shot in daylight were completely blank. Uh Uh-oh. In desperation, I turned to eBay to replace this lovely little leather-clad wonder that Arthur Fondarelli himself would be proud to shoot with, only to find prices are quite expensive. Maybe it's because it's such a cracking camera and maybe I, and maybe I too have played a part 
by featuring the LT1 on my podcast. In the end, I picked a lovely maroon LT1 up for 68 US dollars. Not eligible to shoot with, with in the cheap shots, but a sexy little point and shoot number nonetheless, eh? Picking up from a previous email, Superheads deserves a seat at the table of classic Japanese camera makers. <laughs> Is that Grey Grey? Is that you? I, I guess. <laughs> Grey Grey fa- failed to mention their two best-known cameras, the 35mm TLR, Blackbird Fly, and the Golden Half half-frame camera. I have both of these cameras, a red Blackbird Fly and a Hello Kitty Golden Half. <laughs> um, I'm always a big fan of a Hello Kitty camera. They did indeed do a copy of the ultra-wide and slim, UWS, uh, but that was originally manufactured by Chinese company Sumpet under the brand name Vivitar. I have a bright pink UWS that I bought from the wonderful Film Photography Project store. I wanted a purple one, but it was out of stock. Oh, sad face. Sunny 16 hanger on Matthew Joseph offered... I'm so sorry, Matthew Joseph. Um, Sunny 16 hanger on Matthew Joseph offered to trade me his X-Pan for all three of my Superheads cameras, but I declined. Thanks again to you and Analog Wonderland for the voucher for winning the fashion round with that beautiful um, shot he did. Um, I'm planning to spend it in August when I will be in the UK for three weeks. Ah, Matt, that's so nice. It'd be cool to see you. Uh, Me and the fam will mostly be in Shropshire and the Isle of Wight. Oh, so a bit far away then for me. (laughs) Um, So please provide some good weather for us. Uh Uh-huh. I am looking forward to to charging into charity shops all over the Midlands, demanding to see their box of cameras out the back in true Anal Mystery Jedi mind trick fashion. Yours in film. Ah, oh, thank you so much for writing in, Matt. That's brilliant. Lovely to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed, Rach, that it tends to be the emails that we get in from the podcasters that are super long. Boy, it's no wonder they needed their own podcast to walk along. Okay, so let's have a quick look at Matt's pictures then, shall we? Let me see. Okay. So these are these nice colourful ones at the Balinese Temple. You should be able to spot these ones. On my... You can make the icons bigger on your screen, by the way, Rach. I'm, I feel I'm, like that might be a help. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't want to be clicking around too much. I'm trying to do it quietly um, using my keyboard key instead rather than that. But yeah, I found, I found that, so it's okay. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, these are beautiful. So, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. So, um, uh there's these pools of water with um, water uh, spouts pouring in and there's um, obviously people in there um, dousing their heads underneath these spouts and moving along. It's a really beautiful sight, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, you can see like by all the kind of like the green moss and everything that's that's clearly grown over many years and and things uh, around the site that this is very much like a place that... It's there specifically for this ritual, um, and has clearly been there a long time. It's it's really nice to see it being used still. You know, quite often we find these places that are um, derelict or are, are no longer in general use, and this very much is, uh, by the looks of things, is is um, a, a very small queue um, in in one of them. Uh, but there's somebody waiting um, behind the other person. So uh, yeah, lovely. It's really cool to see. And um, yeah. I really like with um, the uh, shot number one, um, I love the perspective on that uh, and the way that that's been framed as a um, portrait shot, uh, but from a distance, um, which is really, it's sort of like really um, emphasises 
uh, how it goes off into the distance, that there's a whole series of these lovely um, uh, water spouts and fountains and things. Yeah, yeah. It's a really and nice composition. People there. Yeah, there's people there praying there. It's cool. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of the previously insulted Matthew Joseph, we have a f- <laughs> an email from Matthew Joseph with his cheap shops entries. Uh, uh, dear Rachel Aid and Liverlips, <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, that seems rude. This gets worse. Here's my entry for this round of the cheap shots challenge. Both were shot with Russell, the $10 Mamiya 528TR, and on a roll of well-expired Kodak Tecpan, given to me by Al, also known as at trend to signif when he was in Melbourne recently. I'm unsure if I'm supposed to write anything about the two images or not, so I'll keep it brief. Not. I don't do anything (laughs) brief. The first photo is a dude sitting on a wall playing guitar at the beach in Elwood, Melbourne. He turned round after I fired a couple of frames and I did the old smile and nod. I gestured the camera towards him and he kept playing and I kept on shooting. The second photo is a photo of one of my favourite people, Amber. We were in Box Hill in Melbourne doing some shopping and we stopped for a drink and a snack. We were enjoying the quiet away from the busyness of the market and I managed to snap this photo of her without drawing her attention. This is my new favourite photo of her. Nothing can quite describe the exquisite feeling one gets in one's tummy when you own thousands of dollars of camera gear and one of your (laughs) favourite slash best photos that you have taken this year so far was on a 52-year-old $10 piece of crap. (laughs) Love you all. (laughs) I'll be off now to cry into my pillow and list everything (laughs) on eBay. Cheers, Matthew. Also known as Photo Dudens. Uh, thank you very much, Matt. That's lovely to hear from you, and I'm glad we brought you so much joy. Uh, I really love this shot. We were looking at them just before uh, we started recording today, weren't we? Um, I'm looking at the shot of Amber at the moment. Oh, it's just beautiful. I can really see why he why he loves that. It's um, yeah. There's just something really lovely about her expression. The fact that she's not looking at the camera, just looking off to the side, but it doesn't feel posed. Even if it was posed, it doesn't seem that it was. Um, she's clearly just sort of like deep in thought. It's just one of those little moments that you look around at the person next to you and go, yeah, I really want to just capture that. Um, and quite often you try to do that and the moment's gone or you, you know, you fumble with the camera or the shutter's too loud or whatever and then they get upset at you. Um, so I'm really pleased that he's managed to capture that. And uh, yeah, that's a really special portrait of a, of a person. So uh, yeah, I'm really pleased he's managed to get that. It's great. Yeah, lovely picture, lovely light, lovely tones. And just as you said, the expression captured there is just lovely. Nice work, nice work. And this other one is also super cool of the guy playing guitar. Um, it's, it's a very Aussie scene. <laughs> guy sat on the beach front playing the guitar people strolling along in the background um i like it i like the the fact that it's very um sort of low-key image it's very mm. dark isn't it um yeah everything about it is quite dark it's nice it's... yeah and and again like um quite an unusual um framing in that we can't see the face of the person who's playing they could be anybody and i guess maybe that's part of what he was going for um that anybody can uh just sort of like sit on the beach and and make some music and enjoy enjoy the time you know 
um, in nature. I like that there's a just a hint of a suggestion a suggestion of a little white uh, sail on a boat in the background. That's really yeah. sweet. Yeah. Or maybe it's dirt on the negative, but I'm going to say it's a boat. <laughs> I think it's definitely a boat. I think it's definitely a boat. Ah, okay, I think we have got one more Cheap Shots one Ooh. for this week, and that is from Bob Mather. Do you want to take that one, Rach? Lovely. So Bob writes in to say, Dear Sonnies, greetings from soggy Chicago. It sounds like everybody's having uh, weather trouble at the moment, doesn't it? Oh, man. You know what? My day today was me <laughs> just getting rained on for seven hours or so. <laughs> Yeah. That sounds so much fun. Great, um, dream. Chicago um, is soggy as well, apparently at the moment. So uh, living the dream, as you say, uh, across the across the globe. Um, greetings from soggy Chicago, where we have just endured the wettest May since records began, being kept in eighteen seventy. Because of all the rain, as of May the twenty sixth, I had managed to shoot only six photos for the people people cheap shots challenge. I was resigned to waiting for warmer and sunnier weather in June. Imagine my shock when Graham announced on Backing Paper 28 that the deadline for entries was June the 15th. The forecast for the next day, Memorial Day in the USA, was a chance of rain in the morning, rain and thunderstorms after 1pm. I would be off from work and a holiday train could deposit me into the city by 11am, giving me almost two hours to shoot before the next predicted deluge. I decided to go for it. In the morning, I grabbed my umbrella and my Olympus Stylus Zoom DLX and pedalled off to the tra- train station determined to shoot the remainder of my 36 exposure roll of Fomapan 100 that day, rain or shine. I managed to get 19 shots off before succumbing to hunger and thirst and ducked into one of Chicago's many overpriced hamburger chains for lunch. It was around the 1pm bewitching hour when I finished eating and the predicted thunderstorm rolled in with a vengeance. I waited inside the restaurant for a good while until the downpour subsided. It had gotten a bit, good bit darker, but I wasn't worried. My trusty Olympus stylus has a working built-in flash. I dashed out, umbrella and camera in hand, and scurried from doorway to awning and awning to doorway, seeking refuge from which to shoot from. One of the eight rain shots I took that afternoon is attached as my first submission to the Cheap Shots Challenge. It is three young ladies running across State Street in the rain with only one umbrella, amused at me photographing their misfortune. It turned out to be my last shot of the day, despite my frame counter indicating it was only number 33. When my my film auto-loaded, it advanced three frames worth of film too far for some unknown reason. Maybe it was the rain, (laughs) Bob? Um, My second submission is from the six pre pre-memorial day photos that I had taken. It is a young man rollerblading backwards down Michigan Avenue at about 25 mile an hour. Good grief. That's 40 kilometres per hour while smoking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's true. Who knows? Anyway, um, since the last Cheap Shots Challenge, I started processing my own black and white film. As such, I now have a dark bag. This time I open my camera in the dark bag when removing the film, just in case. I developed in Rodnall 50 uh, to 1. Once again, I had an enormous amount of fun participating in this Cheap Shots Challenge and anxiously await seeing all of the other entries. Thank you, Rachel, Graham and Aid, for all you have done and continue to do for the analogue photography community. Be like Carl from Bob Matter. Thank you so much, Bob. That's yes. awesome. And Thank you very much. Yes, and a good concur. sentiment to sign off on. Absolutely. Be like Carl is Be like always Carl. a good way to end anything. Definitely. 
I concur. That's uh, that's awesome, and and I'm so pleased that despite your soggy, um, wet, um, and deluged conditions, you still managed to get out and shoot. And sounds like you actually had quite a lot of fun doing it too. So yeah, awesome work there. That's really cool. Um, do you have the photos ready to look at, Graham? Yeah, I do. I certainly do. Awesome. I um, the first one I'm looking at is of the three women who are just coming over as a zebra crossing or a pedestrian crossing in obvious pouring rain, dashing there, and um, they've got the umbrella up. I, I love the fact <laughs> they've clearly seen the camera because yeah. they're, they're all sort of smiling away whilst they're dashing, yeah. very inappropriately dressed for terrible weather, in very <laughs> short skirts. with the sandals. It's the yeah. sandals, I think, that make me laugh. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I can. Uh... You can just sort of like feel the like squish, squish, squish as you're trying to run in sandals and slipping and sliding around everywhere. It's uh, yeah, they they look pretty um, like they're having fun actually. They're like yeah. quick. All of us get under the brolly and run for it. We just need to get there. So yeah, it's great. Cool. I, I really like it because it's just it's it's a great capture of the three of them while surrounded by a really great sort of typical busy American mm. city scene. You know, as we talked about earlier, sort of the wet roads, all the reflections of the car headlights and high-rise buildings and everything in the background, and just them popped in the middle of it. And you know, looks so at the flash sort of caught them and lit them up a bit as well. And it's mm. it's great. I yeah, really like I've, that. I also like the fact that in the background there's a poster that says story on it yeah. as well, which is just a really lovely little nod as well. And you can see how dark it is because the street, like the really beautiful vintage, old fashioned vintage uh, street lights are on as well, not just the car headlights. So um, yeah, they've clearly had to like put those on early as well because of the because of the grey weather and the uh, and the rain. Um, and then this next one. Uh, very different conditions. I love this. Again, it's got some beautiful movement in it, um, which one you know one part of the shot is really really sharp. And gosh knows how how fast Bob was running in order to <laughs> keep up with this chap on his you know well he was, he was clearly running at forty kilometers an hour, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is a great <laughs> panning shot. This isn't one, it least. fab. He's, yeah. he's managed to nail the uh, the skater skating his way down the road shirtless and in shorts with a backpack on um uh whilst uh, as bob said smoking a blunt um yeah it's a great look and the cars are whizzing by all around it's great um really good really close Fantastic. up as well yeah very close to doing a panning shot that's really awesome two very yeah. different but very cool pictures enjoyed um, a lot mm. Yeah, so good work, everyone, this week. And as Bob mentioned, this is the last week when you can get your um, Cheap Shots pictures in for this round. The closing date is the 15th of uh, June, which is the month that we're in now. Um, so you still have time. You still have to believe it or not, all the hosts have actually shot their roles of film and are in various stages of getting them developed. So this is unusually ahead of the game. A world for first. Us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to come on to next, actually, a, a sort of a related email, mm -hmm. um, which is not not a cheap shop entry, but just a, a nice one that I liked. Uh, this is from Celia Garcia, who writes in, Hello, Sunny16. I love listening to your show to pass time at work. I'm a technician, so it can be a bit lonely uh, and dull, but your show keeps me in high spirits. <laughs> Thank you for all you do. I've wanted to get on the Cheap Shots Challenge, but I couldn't manage it this time round. However, it did get me thinking and looking through my old prints for my favourite shops with people, and I wanted to share my top two. 
These are from 2011, when I finally got my visa to migrate to the United States. Yay! <laughs> they were shot with a Kodak disposable camera by kind strangers as I made my way to the border. The first was taken when a car finally answered my request for a ride on the outskirts of my old town in Mexico. The second is me finally on US soil at the International Bridge. These aren't amazing shots quality-wise, but they are precious to me. Mm. Thank you for your time. I can't wait to continue listening to your show. Best from Celia. I love that. Oh, I, I, I put these pictures in there. What what amazing memories to have from those pictures. What you know, it's a, a, such a moment in life, mm. um, and that's the that's what pictures can do so well. Just be there to go. Oh, to, yeah. To remind you of that feeling yeah. in that day. Um, that's fantastic. I can't actually see the photos, Graham. I presume they're not in the cheap shots. No, I'm they are. Sure you just need to refresh oh. it, Rach. You just need to refresh oh, it. Oh, I'm there. sorry. That's um, all right. But yeah, Celia, that's a, thank you so much for writing in um, because that's just such a fabulous story. And, you know, you know us at Sunny 16. We, lo- we love a good story. And that's awesome. And as Graham said, I'm, it's just, it's amazing the power that photos have in order to just instantly, a bit like music, you know, instantly transport you back to that time in your life exactly how you were feeling all the things that you've gone through that day and you know the rest of it is just fantastic so uh, yeah i'm super pleased oh i can see them now they're awesome look yeah. how happy she is yeah. <laughs> well, and the other thing i love about these pictures is the fact that a, a stranger took these yeah. these aren't taken with a selfie so another human being had to get involved with this process and capture this moment and um, yeah you're so right yeah, yeah. Lovely stuff. Um, so thank you very much to everyone who sent in pictures this week. Uh, they are really cool. But they are not the only emails that we've had in. I told you this was going to be a bumper show and I did bumper not lie, show. listeners. Do you want to take this next email from John Hutton, Rach? Yes. So John's written in to say, hi, Aid, Graham and Rachel. Um, I suppose I should get this off my chest straight away, but I'm not a film shooter. Despite this, I'm a regular listener and have been for the last year or so. It's all right, John. We will forgive you. Yeah, we love you all the same. Absolutely. Just got to say, I really enjoyed your one-hour photos episode of the podcast. Obviously, I enjoy them all, but this one struck a particular chord with me as I do something very similar to a project. Um, As I do something very similar. It's a project that I do called Glasgow in Bits. Please persevere. Not a shameless plug. (laughs) Um, It doesn't matter if it was anyway. It's fine. Uh, Basically, I force myself to go out and photograph for around an hour, once or twice a week to shoot whatever I end up in the city. Sorry, wherever I end up in the city on that day. I'm a big architecture fan, so this was an easy choice for me. If I'm being completely honest, the reason I named the project tool was another way of encouraging myself to keep going out and photographing. Anyway, I hope you do more of this type of episode. It was really interesting to hear how you all tackled the challenge of the day. Keep up the great work. That's from John. And you can find John's uh, project under johnhuttonphotography.co.uk forward slash Glasgow in bits with a hyphen between them. Glasgow in bits. Awesome. Thank you so much, John, for writing in. And um, I'm sure, Graeme, you'll be able to pop that 
link in the show notes too won't i you? definitely will i definitely will yeah i think it's a great idea it just mm. it, it reminds me of um the way that nasa nasa hammond who we spoke mm-hmm. to a long time ago now who i saw a much more recent time um you know he he makes the most of his lunch breaks to get out and take pictures uh, of people mm. and whatever's going on and it's like it's it's getting into the habit of getting out and taking the pictures is the thing and uh it's it's yeah. great that John's found a way to get out and do this that's working and, and he's putting a body of work together. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I actually had, um, just before we started, we pressed record, actually I had a message from um, Hilary Clark because I mentioned her project that I'd seen where each each day or what have you, she'd gone, or maybe it was each week, she'd gone out and taken the same shot or a shot of the same scene through the seasons and so you'd see it change. Uh, and she said... Um, I think it must have been the Healy Dell through the seasons that you remembered. Uh, she says, I've certainly taken quite a few of those. That's really cool. You just sort of almost accidentally or by default start to build up this body of work if you do that kind of thing. And um, I'm very impressed that he goes out once or twice a week. That's awesome. Well done, John. Yes. Okay, this next email, I'm going to start off by apologising profusely <laughs> in advance for what is about to be a horrific mispronunciation of the name, but I, uh, I'm going to give it a, a college try. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say this is from Tadius Plakey, uh, but I apologise. Please do get in touch and let me know how I should be saying that. Who anyway writes in to say, hello, Sunbeams. It's a few weeks that you asked me under one of your Instagram posts to let you know when my zine is coming out. So yeah, here we go. It's out. I just picked it up from the print shop the other day. Offset printing, 19 photos uh, and stapled on fairly heavyweight paper. All in all, I'm pretty happy how it turned out. Bit of a backstory. From the winter of 2016 till the spring of 2017, I followed my friend, who is an MMA fighter, through his preparation for midweight championship belt. I used my Leica M2 with a 35 2.8 Zeiss lens and Canon 50 1.4 LTM lens for a few portraits. I shot on Ilford HP5 Plus, 52 rolls worth, pushed to 3200 ISO and home developed in Microfen. Mostly, I shot fast movement in dark gyms, but both Leica and film are fully capable to deal with that. No need for super high ISO digitals and autofocus. I did a few darkroom prints and I was preparing an exhibition which didn't come to be. Then I wanted to do a zine and failed, but now, two years later, I have a zine and it's quite nice. I will be posting some official stuff about it next Monday. Nowadays, I still work on a few documentary projects using only film, 99% black and white, and I hope I will do a full book in a year or two. So if you ever have a slot for an interview of someone who uses film even for serious (laughs) documentary, I can be your man. I mean, I had to toot my own horn here. (laughs) Best regards from Taddeus. Um, thank you very much. I've seen a few of the pictures. I, I haven't included those in, um, from the book that were in the email. They look really cool. Um, it's it's a, a, a photo book following an MMA fighter's journey is uh, just well, it's a great idea. Um, the one thing mm-hmm. uh, I don't think. Let me have a quick look and see if I can bring up the email. I'm not sure if Tadius Tadius. Oh man, please do write in and let me know how I'm mispronouncing the name there. Um, 
is has he no i don't seem to have any contact details on there um so i'll spell out the name because that should narrow it down quite a lot so it's t-a-d-e-e-t-a-d-e-a-s-p-l-a-c-h-y um uh and that's he's obviously on the Instagram and it's definitely worth looking out. The pictures look really, really good. Um, it, it's a zine that looks well worth checking out for anybody, but particularly if you've got any interest in, mm. you know, martial arts or, um, you know, fighting or just pictures of people you know, looking big and burly and punching other people, I guess. It's really cool. <laughs> Very cool stuff. And I'm so pleased that, you know, after you know th- a few things that hadn't worked you know preparing for an exhibition didn't happen and trying to do a zine and it didn't happen but you've now got it which is awesome you've persevered you've like carried on and it doesn't matter that the other ones didn't happen you you've you've got there now and it's quite nice like you say that's awesome so um well done for the um uh perseverance with that um as as is the title of obviously Killian's uh, magazine um I just think that's, yeah, awesome. You've done that. Well done. Absolutely. Do you want to take this next one, Rach, from Barry Carr? Sure. So uh, Barry's got in touch to say, hi, Sunnies. Graham, I don't know if you remember us meeting at the photography show this year or not. I um, I was uh, the person with the comedy moustache. The Herbert with the... I do remember. I do remember our conversation, although you were not the only Herbert with the comedy moustache. So. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Don't worry about it, Rachel. Okay. Carry on. Um, if so, you might recall that I showed you an Android app I was developing that was designed to be a digital notebook for analog photographers. That sounds exciting. At the time, you asked me to let you know when it was ready. Well, it is, and it's now available on the Google Play Store. The app is called Analog Memo with um, the American spelling, so A N A L O G Memo, and you can get it here. So he's popped the uh, link in, which I'm sure, again, we will be able to include in the show notes. Analog Memo is currently in beta, but is fully functional. And I'd like to get some feedback from hopefully the Sunnies and the community at large. Hence this shameless plug. The app is free and always will be. It has no in-app purchases and no annoying adverts. In addition, the only optional permission it requests is access to your phone's GPS so that you can capture the GPS coordinates of where you took a shot but the app works quite happily without this permission if you or your listeners would like some more info then i've written a user guide which is available here and he's again given us a link which we will include or i can be contacted at either at barry car which is b-a-r-r-y-c-a-r-r or at analog memo um, with the same spelling as before on twitter or via email um, which is analog hyphen memo at barrycar.com if anyone has any specific questions thanks for a very entertaining show keep it up guys that's cheers from barry car that sounds amazing and very useful i'm sure i haven't had chance yet to see it because obviously i'm just reading through the emails now um have you had chance to have a little look yet graham and, and check it out yeah i had a quick look again only just before mm-hmm. the show started but yes so I, it was easily downloadable off the google play store um and what it seems like it's going to be great for is it 
as with anything when you're making memo it does require some effort Mm. but the good thing about this one it seems like if you put the effort in at the beginning to kind of put in all the information about the gear you've got and the lenses you've got and the film you use once you've done that i think it's gonna be very easy to then go in and go okay today i'm using this camera this lens blah 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 just Mm. tick off things that are already in the database you've built up and then um keep notes of things so yeah i think it's going to be really good i mean i'm terrible at keeping track of anything um <laughs> so i will definitely be giving it this a go but i think it's yeah i think it's a good it seems a good streamlined and fairly lightweight mm. you know there's not loads of fluff around it so definitely worth checking out and i found it just by going on the play store and searching for analog memo all one word and it pops straight up um, that's really so, cool yeah, i think check it out uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it it might not be for everybody, but for people who it does work for, it might well be the thing that they go, oh, this is what I've been looking for all the time, you know. So um, I think that's that's awesome. It gives us a, a chance to try out lots of different options, doesn't it? And see see how your own workflow, you know, and process um, adapts, um, adapts as well. So uh, well done, uh, Barry. That's awesome. Very cool. Yes. Okay, continuing the barrage of communications from people with podcasts. In a lovely way. In a lovely, lovely (laughs) way. Um, We have heard from a recent guest, actually, and uh, host of the Homemade Camera podcast and the Getting Started with Film Photography podcast, Graham Young, who writes in, Dear Beamers and Backers, (laughs) a few months ago, I developed an idea for a zine called the One Roll Zine. It was somewhat based off the contact sheet books that were published some time ago that show the full session of a photo shoot, usually a portrait session. I believe the purpose of publishing these contact sheets was twofold. First is showing how much work goes into getting a single good image by showing all of the second or third rate frames that just don't make muster. Second, we get to see all of the alternatives that were available for selection and we can make the judgement as to whether one of the images is actually the gem of the session. Either way, my concept centres on the idea that a single roll of film is rarely seen as a unit in itself once it has been shot and developed. Instead, we see the images contained on that roll as a series of individual works that may or may not be connected. This disconnect is what I wanted to address in my zine one role. I wanted to treat a role of film as a single entity that is made up of a series of parts. I shot a role of film based on this concept much like you all did a few weeks ago when you each took an hour and shot a role or pack of film. I shot many items around my town I had already shot on previous occasions and a few that I stumbled upon on my journey with the intent that I would produce this scene. It's my first attempt but it won't be my last. In addition, I invite anyone else who is interested in this concept to shoot a roll and compile the results into your own version of the one roll zine. Use that name if you want. The more people in the pool, the better. I have sent you a copy so you can see the results for yourself. I also have it available on my Etsy shop, uh, and I'll put the link in the show notes if I remember, for the outrageous sum of (laughs) $1.85. All the best from Graham. And he is, um, I think it's the Frozen Photon Camera Company on Etsy. So you can search for that if you can't bother to look in the show notes. Or I have forgotten, (laughs) whichever one of those things turns out to be true. 
So that's very cool. I like the idea for a, a, a zine. I think um, with Graham zines at the moment, he's just doing them as digital zines, isn't he, as opposed to mm. printing them. Yeah. Um, but that's a great idea, just doing a, a single role and the whole story of the single role. Yeah, I think you actually popped um, an image of that up, haven't you, um, in the uh, yes in the drive. Let me have a quick look. I, I sort of uh, whizzed past that and thought, oh, that looks interesting, but I hadn't had a chance to properly check it out. Um, but again... Um, Graham's laid it out in a really beautiful way as well so the design of it is is all lovely too uh, and just the idea that we see every single shot from the role is uh, yeah it's something that offers a bit more of a challenge um, I think there are obviously pros and cons with that aren't there you know um, when I think of it from a personal perspective I'm just thinking about how I know um, how nervous I was about uploading the whole role for our one-hour assignment. Um, just that it you have to sort of like be a little bit more vulnerable and sort of like show all the mistakes and things as well. And and I guess there's there's a kind of like a bigger conversation around it in general, isn't there, to do with creative confidence, to do with, um, you know, uh, how different people with different personalities might um, uh, approach it address it whether it bothers some people and whether it doesn't bother other people to do that um if you're you know comfortable just uploading everything how we look at imagery now and photography in the digital age as well and you know that selection of um the perfect selfie you know that somebody might have taken flipping you know tens or 20 different photos of a selfie and then pick just one from from that you know incredible number of them that they then put all the filters on etc etc or if you look at it from the other perspective is it that we see people sharing too much we're we sharing are we seeing them share the whole role of their life you know <laughs> um if there's a lot of output there so i don't know just um things that that um has brought up for me i'm thinking about mm, interesting interesting conversations i think around that and uh fantastic again to see somebody creating something like a zine from it i think that's brilliant yeah yeah and i i really like the idea the call to arms to say to other people go on you have a go at doing give it, it a so. go yeah. give it a go and you know hit up graham uh you know he's on instagram um hit him up for advice on how to put a zine together if you do this then bother him to find out how he if how he did it to put it together i'm sure he'd be more than happy to offer advice so do find him on there um we are drawing close to the end of the emails there are a few um this week that i haven't included because they were kind of short or um just stuff that was more just for us to read to but i do want to say thank you to terry betts uh who wrote in with some reminiscences on wh smiths uh, which i enjoyed uh, and <laughs> alice the dougal who wrote in with a, a very <laughs> a fun comic strip which, <laughs> which aids adventures had reminded of uh, and also our good friend jeremy um jeremy wrote in regarding the recent one hour challenge uh, and has included uh, some audio. Now, we are actually going to save this for the Sony 16 podcast this week because we knew that this show was going to be big. So we've got um, some audio and some words, not just from Jeremy, but his... <laughs> In, in photographic buddy Fraser Yule who went out on an adventure so we will be bringing those in on this week's Sunny 16 podcast as well as some adventures that Tony Skokovich went on so we can look forward to those later in the week but we do have one last message from the previously mentioned Simon Froster who has written it again <laughs> you still there this one. Yeah, <laughs> I no, like, I'm, I'm sorry, what I thought I'd let you read this one yeah, <laughs> brief pause um 
Okay, so he starts off with Yo, R, and J. I'm assuming that that means myself and yourself. Yeah. Um, he, he goes on to say, On Tuesday the 11th, and every second Tuesday of each month, we have a darkroom evening at the Six Towns Photography Club in Tunstall, which is in Stoke-on-Trent. If anyone in the vague area of North Staffordshire um, has some black and white film that needs developing or fancies having a go at darkroom printing, then come along from 7pm. I know virtually nothing about printing, but fortunately we have a Brian that does, and he wants to show the world how to do it. I'm assuming that's a Brian. It could be a brain. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's a Brian. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Um, it's free to come along and have a chat, and if you want to do some printing or processing, just make a small donation to help cover costs. We have enlargers for 25mm. Okay, I think that must be 35mm, <laughs> but we'll... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, who, who knows? Know, who knows? Maybe it's this as as yet unknown to Sunny Sixteen podcast hosts format of film. Quite possible. <laughs> um, so they have enlargers for, we'll guess at thirty five mil and medium format, and have space for a large format enlarger, which we hope to have one day. If you um, if you do have a role to be developed, please turn up as close to seven as possible so that we have the time to get your negs tried. We will do colour, including E6 at some point, but we need to have more participants to make it cost effective. Um, so if that sounds interesting and you want more details, just message me on Instagram using at Simon Forster Photographic or Twitter using Simon for F-O-R. Um, note, no APS film will be tolerated on the premises. APS sucks, says Simon. That's for very much from Simon, guys, just so you know. Um, so yeah. Awesome stuff. Thank you very much for letting us know about that, Simon. Um, I'm sure that there will be people who are vaguely around that area enough um, that that would be a great thing to go along to. Um, again, just another really lovely community um, uh, space and uh, service that uh, that's going on there. So, uh, And even if you don't have film, pop along, have a chat. I think that's always always a nice thing to be able to do. Yeah, I just hanging out with groups like that. It's, it's I mean, like I, said, I always love. Not that I very often get to, but I love going mm. to the camera club and just hanging out with, the, hanging out with those people. It's nice to just, just go and do, even if you don't have any film. But who doesn't have film to be developed? I am. Um, <laughs> I recently took delivery of my uh, FPP color c41 um, kit that i ordered from analog wonderland. Oh, it's arrived. And, yeah. yeah, and um, <laughs> I think I've got neat i mean it says it'll do 12 rolls of film i i know it'll do more than that um <laughs> I, i've heard mark dazel dazel talking about how many rolls he'll squeeze <laughs> out of it so but i mean i've already got i think about 10 rolls of color film ready to do in it so i really need to get that mixed up and going um so i must get on that um we uh that's it that's that's <gasps> us through the email <sighs> we wow. did it Thanks, guys. We re yeah. honestly, I know it's like, oh, oh, we're, we're nearly there. We've sort of like managed to get through them all, but uh, we do genuinely really enjoy hearing from you all and uh, hearing about your adventures, finding out what you're up to, and just your general, you know, uh, silliness as well, um, and joining in with us, which is awesome. So, yeah. thank you very much. It's been a great selection of stuff this week. So, thank you, 
very much for writing in. Um, before we move on to the coffee stuff, I do want to say a quick thank you to previously mentioned, a lot of previously mentioned, <laughs> um, previously mentioned Richard Hall, who very kindly sent me some of his photographs and the little zine he'd made. Now, oh. as I mentioned earlier, um, Richard is a pastor. I think pastor's the... Cr- I apologise, Richard. <laughs> I haven't got it in front of me. But, uh, you know, he, he is a man in that position, a, a man of faith um, and what Richard did with his pictures is that um, he has put on them just um, uh, it's verses the right word from the Bible um, it's not sayings but you know words from the Bible that sit with the pictures and they're just really nice because the thing is regardless of your take on religion and what have you um, there's lots of nice sentiment are expressed you know in the Bible and these have been married up with the pictures in a very nice way and it's just a nice different way of using the pictures in a way that's obviously very meaningful to Richard so that's, um, that's lovely are they um yeah. are they uh, attached are they layered up in some way are they part of the photograph or alongside it or on written on the back or they're, they're on the photograph for the most oh. part yeah yeah it's oh. nice yeah, it's a nice, nice to see a different use for it. Yeah. And like I said, it's nice that, nice that Richard's bringing the things that are important to him together in a meaningful way. Mm. So, um, thank you very much for sending that, Richard. Much appreciated. Lovely. Which does bring us on <gasps> to coffee, Rach. It does. It does. Um, the first two names at the moment um, are they not? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, what no, they're just red is. because no, there's no code. They're just okay. I'm bad at copying and pasting. Things. Before we move on to the reason about the word. Um, I need to let you know Uh-oh. that because well, because we're into June now and it's getting to summertime, our team of researchers they took they took a holiday this week. I did now they took a holiday. Now I can hear listeners being like, "Oh no!" Did they take a holiday that? last week? <laughs> uh, no, no, they were they were they well, they probably should have done. Um, it's a two week vacation. So anyway, I reached out. I reached out to a contact now. Visitors, visitors to Emulsive may remember last year briefly, <laughs> briefly, mistakenly, um, M had on uh, Barry Stardust Gibb, um, who was on Emulsive providing, um, what's the word I'm grasping for? Advice? Horoscopes. Right. Horoscopes. Horoscopes. Yeah. Okay. So I sent an email out to um, Barry Stardust Gibb and said, Mr. Gibb, would you mind, whilst our team of research is away, perhaps writing individual horoscopes for our donors? <laughs> so oh this God. month, um, we've got horoscopes oh my for our donors. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just uh, get the letter that he sent me back. So, um, okay. yeah, thank you. Okay, uh, take take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to read the names, I guess, right? Okay, yep, yeah. Okay, I'm very sorry. In advance, everybody, as always, every time. We'll start with Charles Kirschenblatt. For the best chance of love this week, look for a flatulent dachshund and a small balloon. Your lucky number is one, and your lucky accessory is the handbag. Are we done? Okay. Yep. yep. Uh, Hilary Clark. Neptune passing Saturn's rim points to aubergine being your power colour for this week. Ooh. Jammy Dodgers are your lucky biscuit, mm. and... Uh, I can't read Barry's writing. Oh, and uh, North Northeast, your direction for success. Very good. Um, Sam Christopher Cornwell. 
A strong influence from Venus going through a phase will leave you being in a strong position this week to achieve moderate goals, like sorting your sock drawer or descaling the kettle. Carrot is your sole vegetable, and moist your power word. <laughs> James Thorpe. Things are looking good for you getting that promotion you want this month, unless nil wind blows no good, in which case you'll get fired. Jaunty is the angle for hat wearing, and Stilton is your lucky smell. <laughs> uh, Duncan Gammon. If you see a gorilla on a space hopper this week, you're in for a big financial windfall. Two thirds is your lucky fraction, and elephants never forget. Jaya Bat. Oh, hang on a second, I've got to turn the page. There's a lot really. It's a whole uh, missive, isn't it, from yeah, uh, it is. Mr. Gibb? This is a great month for you to start out on a new adventure, and the constellation Aries strongly points to you making it back alive. Water is your spirit fluid, and pusillanimous your long word of the month. Goodness me, what does that mean? It means like chicken-hearted or lily-livered. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, Martin Smith. Your fortunes this month will be made or broken by your disposition towards horses, in particular their political views. Gallop is your lucky gate, and gate is your lucky entrance. And um, Bill Thu. The Pleiades falling over the rainbow this week will give you a strong feeling that your shoes no longer fit. Jupiter rising towards the end of the week will reveal you've just been wearing them on the wrong feet. Woof is your lucky animal noise, and aloe vera your spirit sunburn cure. <laughs> oh, as always, listeners, um, and coffee donators or not, uh, thank you so much for all of your um, assistance in making this happen. Um, <laughs> um, it's funny that, um, you know, we should be doing horoscopes this week because I actually also had an email from a listener um, basically saying that they were going to send me a true fact about yourself, Graham. So oh, I might really? just I might just tag, tag that on the end. Um, so this one came in uh, to say, when... Double-checking Graham's true facts about your Kofi or coffee donors. In vain, I might add. I stumbled across a surprising true fact about himself. Graham keeps convincing people that he needs his dark shed for darkroom work. In reality, it's his secret lab where he tries to prove a theory that he calls the dark secret of tea grain film manufacturers. He is convinced that it's called tea grain for the simple reason that tea is, in fact, the best developer for these films, and obviously much cheaper than the other developers. He suspects that, to be able to sell more of their special tea grain developers, the industry has kept this secret for years and years. And executives of said companies secretly, secretly laugh about people trying to develop their films in coffee due to the obviously wrong choice of hot beverage. Graham plans to reveal this secret, which he calls the biggest thing on social media since the revival of APS film, as soon as he's able to refine his tea developing processes, which, to his utter surprise, so far failed to yield any useful results. After learning about this, I came to the conclusion that all his eagerness in the field of cyanotypes is just a cover-up for his work on the tea grain conspiracy. In any case, I'm looking forward to his investigative piece on this controversial topic, and even if it won't see the light of day, I will still keep listening to your wonderful podcast. And that was all the best from Germany, which was from Christian. So thank you very much, Christian. There we go. Uh, there was even a PS, which was sorry, Rachel, for feeding the true facts trolls. 
I couldn't resist. <laughs> there you go. I had to tag I'm, that on the end. <laughs> I'm beginning to suspect that my dark shed laboratory is being bugged, but um, you know, <laughs> I, I will be doing a sweep on there. Uh, the truth will out. <laughs> it will. Oh, so there you go. You can't get away with it with uh, for long without the listeners biting back. That's true. That's true. Well, yes, thank you so much to all of our coffee donors. And and thank you, obviously, to Mr. Gibb for um, <laughs> doing these horoscopes. Um, rest assured, everybody else, there are there are more coffee donors to come this month, as as previously, because there's so many of them um, in one go at the beginning of the month. We're going to break them up over the next few weeks. So um, everyone, fortunately, Mr. Gibb has submitted uh, horoscopes for everybody who submitted this month. So if you've got any big decisions coming up, it's probably <laughs> worth waiting to hear your horoscope. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly would if I was you. And um, and I can't remember how many months of that nonsense there were on Emulsive last year. But if you search, search for horoscopes on Emulsive, you'll probably find um, some of Mr Gibbs' previous work. Uh, so, uh, yeah. With that nonsense firmly behind us, I think it's probably time to wrap up, isn't it, Rach? Quite possibly. For for this week's backing paper, um, a short show as ever. A short show as ever. The <laughs> la- oh boy, one hour fifteen currently clicking along there. That's oh boy, we're overtaking the Sony Sixteen podcast at the moment. <laughs> main show. Oh, well, um, the main show this week, we will be sort of catching up with what we've been up to recently. And we've got some audio from Rachel's recent adventures down in London, haven't we, Rach? We have. Yep, it should be, uh, it'll be nice. Tea and biscuits and sit down for a catch up um, on the various things that have been going on recently. It should be lovely. Yes, indeed. And that will be out on Thursday. Uh, until then, we will leave you with the music of Schnauzer. Um Remortgaging the nest of hairs. You did you it. Find. I did it first time. No stumbles. <laughs> Put a bit in there, listeners, um, which you can find on Bandcamp. Uh, thank you, as always, to them. We will be back on Thursday, then, listeners. Until then, have a lovely week. Have a lovely week. <laughs>